Did Zac Efron get shirtless in High School Musical? I, I'm picturing him shirtless. No, he got shirtless in The Grudge. Oh, that's what it is. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, where Greg D. and Genius McGee are just diving into their into-the-mouth-of-March madness situation they have going on that seems to be becoming a yearly tradition. We were on... Last year's iteration of that, which was uh, movies from years ending in seven, that was a ton of fucking fun. Obviously, this year, they'll be bracketing movies in years ending in eight, and can't recommend that highly enough, so go check that out. Uh, for now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. What's up, guys? And sitting next to Jake is someone else who hides in walls with cats. It's Mark. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> now, the eagle-eared listener may note that last week, we were supposed to do 28 Days Later, and that didn't happen. Uh, Jake, what happened there? Well, I mean, it did happen, but then the internet swallowed it whole. <laughs> yeah, we tried to do a pretty cool thing, but uh, like all great things, it was not without risk and shit. It yeah, we up. we had a certain guest on. Uh, he will be back, and we will come back stronger than ever, I guess. Yeah, but I, like I can confidently say it was the funniest podcast ever recorded. Yeah, I really like this tactic. Guys, it was the coolest thing you will never experience. <laughs> Trust me, though. She's, she's hot. She goes to another school. You wouldn't know her. Don't worry about it. You wouldn't know her. She's from Canada. (laughs) For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and sometimes we lose it, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, This week we watched 2002's Juwan, which was a Mark pick, and we'll get to that soon, uh, which will be a lot of fun, but it wasn't a Mark pick. Is that what I'm getting from you? No, it was a Jake Jake pick, pick, and then Mark just kind of grabbed onto the coattails and decided to pick uh, the American remake because it's Mark. Yep. Okay. Well, it was a Jake pick. Yes. um, Which we'll dive into soon, and it'll be a lot of fun. And when we do, we're going to spoil the fucking shit out of it, so fair warning on that, which also likely means we'll be spoiling the American remake, The Grudge. Um, No, totally different movies. Yeah. We've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Okay, this is, I decided to do a little bit of a two-parter. So this is sort of related to what I'm drinking next week. Tune in then. Um, <clears throat> bear in mind there are, yeah. Um, so here we go. <laughs> what? That thought went right out the window. <laughs> it did. I've had ADD all day, guys. It's been crazy. I am drinking Orion Premium Draft Beer. This is a beer yeah. that is uh, brewed in Okinawa, Japan. Not brewed in California, not brewed in Canada. Uh, this wow. is the only one I could find that was actually brewed in Japan, so... There you go. Japanese Okay. Beer. Well, then you could tell me a little something about my beer, because I'll, I'll jump on next. I, I'm drinking a lovely uh, mason jar full of Sapporo yeah. here. Yeah, that's, um, that's brewed in Canada. Brewed in Canada. Okay, because, you know, it's it's much like The Grudge, which was a Japanese thing that Americans glommed onto, and one of them kind of hit it big here. That's kind of what Sapporo is. One of the few Japanese beers, like Kirin Ichiban and Sapporo, one of the few Japanese beers that caught on big over here. So yeah, or like a sake. I think it fits... Yeah, fits pretty damn well. Mm. Uh, and I've also drinking a Sierra Nevada that I've got in reserve. That's just because I had it. Question, is it um, the pale ale? It is the pale ale. Is it go. because of how pale the people are in this? Bam! Also that. Thanks, Doing your Mark. homework Thank for you, Mark, you, for the yeah. assist. 
<laughs> yeah. Jake, how about yourself? What are your uh, I am drinking. I can't pronounce Japanese things. It's really bad. That's why I didn't even try a quote at the start for the record. Uh, so, so we all went the same route, I guess. Yeah. Hitachino uh, Nest White Ale. Uh, you guys have seen this one probably. It's one of the ones that has like the owl on it. This is, I mean, it's called White Ale. I'll do the mark and say it's because there are people who are very white in this movie, but also Nest kind oh. of like begins in this nest of a house. So you can tie that in. It's also Japanese. Uh, it's a white beer. Mileage may vary, but, you know. They're white, literally, not in terms of ethnicity. No. Interestingly. Interestingly. That is an important note. Thank you for that, Jack. <laughs> you bet. Well, we're going to be watching The Grudge soon, I feel like. Okay. Okay. Fair. You know. I could probably jam this in there for that one, too. I might have gotten six of these. You don't know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, stay tuned <laughs> next week when we all drink the exact same for beers the same we're drinking beer. this week. <laughs> Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we go into what else has been rocking our horror world over the course of the last week, but this podcast is going to be dropping around the first of the month, so instead, we're going to kick you the horror release roundup, where we're going to walk through all the movies coming out over the month of February of 2018 in the horror world. Um, over at the website, adzhorror.com, we'll have the full list of movies we found, but here on the podcast, we'll just talk about a top one. A bottom one and a dark horse pick. So, Mark, let's start with bottom ones this week. What movie coming out in February of 2018 are you least excited to see? We had a lot to say about this one between the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote like two pages. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's easily the longest rant any of us have gone on. And I think we all three did that. <laughs> uh, Blood <laughs> Honey is the, is the movie that I am least excited about. Oh, God. This movie looks apeshit terrible. Yes. There's, Same uh, I'll just jump on board here because that was my bottom one Same as well. More. This movie looks so stupid. Okay. Moving uh, along. No, so this movie <laughs> is about, I get kind of a Wicker Man vibe out of it. There's an apiary on an island that's like semi-deserted and it's the only profitable part of a business. So the guy kills himself by being eaten by bees and then the townsfolk rebel and there's like his daughters I, involved. I hesitate it to call make it a town. Sense. I think it's just her family members that live on and around those islands, whatever they are. I hesitate to call it an apiary. You can see from the plane the, the fenced off area they have these beehives in. It's like a maximum of 300 square feet. And they go out of their way to show you you can only get here by a private plane. And then yeah. the guy says this is the only profitable part of this whole thing. Yeah. What? Are you selling that gold for five? Are you selling the fucking honey for five thousand dollars an ounce? Probably. I mean, they're they're smuggling drugs inside of the honey. That's what's profitable. Th there's no oh, way man, that's this premium. is a profitable. Even that if is... they were smuggling drugs inside of it, that is the <sighs> premium Kush honey, man. They built it right <laughs> it on top be. of an Indian burial ground. It is imbued with powers. Oh my god, it's so fucking stupid! Right off the bat, I can't move past the premise. It's too stupid. Not a great premise. Interesting premise. We're no, not even interesting. Interesting, giving too much credit. No, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I hesitate yeah. to call it an interesting premise. I hesitate to call it so a premise. Jake, was it? <laughs> was it your bottom one as well? No. Uh, well, no, no. Um, Stand It could have been, but I chose not to because you guys were already doing your thing with it. Um, I'll go ahead and do one that really fits in that did not need to be made. Slash, why did this get made? Question mark. Camp. Uh, family possessions. This is the one that had the graphics yep. package that looked like it came out of that Lemony Snicket movie. Just oh, yeah, family, yeah, yeah. house, the same thing you see every month, at least one or two of these. Uh, this one's definitely entering the territory for me because it didn't need to have such a stupid-looking juxtaposition of 
like graphics that are involved with this movie and movie that is taking place on screen for the trailer. Plus you had like a really terrible jump scare reveal. I, it blew its load. It looked like shit and uh, it's not interesting there. Yeah. Many bad things. Um, I have a, a backup uh, worst. Go, go ahead. Get, give me something else. <laughs> Do it. There's a remake of a movie. Speaking in the, why did this get made category of things? Sure. There's a remake of a 1980s slasher sure. called unhinged. Yeah. Coming out this month. Yeah. This one with some notable differences in that I am wholly rooting for the slashers in this movie. Uh, okay. Assuming... The original movie... Okay, go for it. ...is about some women who get into a... They're driving on the back roads, they get into a car accident right off the road, and then they're stuck in the backwoods getting terrorized by slashers. This movie, they go out of their way to show you that they're driving onto a very well-marked private road with no public access. Mm-hmm. They then honk and get out of their car to scream at a guy parked in the road. It's about millennials. And then they're upset at being slashed. They had to update it for that, a new look, generation. The annoying generation. I'm not generation. one to blame the victim. And you know what? I'm not even blaming the victim because he is the victim. The guy who's just on his private road being screamed at for sitting in his car and then they make him go and stab them in the throats. This, this guy's having a bad day. I feel bad for him. In the same vein, isn't isn't Freddy Krueger kind of the victim since he got burned Ooh. to death? No. <laughs> Well, he diddled kids, dude. <laughs> Yikes! That's what I'm saying. We don't know this guy's background. Oh, Jesus I see where Christ. you're going with that. No, we're not gonna. We're not going to. Uh, we're not gonna dissect Unhinged, a movie I guarantee neither of you have seen. That's true. Not yeah. going to. It's One true. thing I think we can recommend out of all of this, though, is go watch the trailer for the original uh, Unhinged. Sure. It's it's a thing to behold. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's something. I think also right, worth, no uh, no. I think also worth mentioning is that we didn't mention a trailer by a certain little production company, Mark. Put a cork in it. It'll come back up. Are you sure? Uh, I have a lot to say about this okay, trailer. Great. I don't. I have one thing to say about this trailer, but I'm going to say it a lot, and I'm going to say it forcefully. Okay, Mark so wants we'll, us to we'll wait, so we'll wait. to that one. God. For some reason. So let's go to the dark pick. I'm dark horse Keggling picks. like a motherfucker. Uh, something that, you know, could be either really good or really bad. Maybe you just don't know about it, or maybe you're just uh, too lazy to narrow your top one down, so you're putting it here sure. mark what's your dark horse pick for february uh so my actual dark horse pick is living among us i think probably one of you guys is going to talk about that more but <clears throat> i'm not shout out to bad apples this is an uncorked <laughs> oh god you put it <laughs> i know <up> <laughs> right this is an uncorked uh entertainment and dude their their trailers have been getting progressively better and better okay i okay is Brian Doyle Murray in an uncredited role in this movie? Why can I not find anywhere on the internet that confirms that that is Brian Doyle Murray with a weird goatee? It's I, I'm going insane. Is this an episode of The Twilight Zone? Why? That's Brian Doyle Murray, right? <laughs> they couldn't get they couldn't get BDM, so they cast like an exact lookalike who has a goatee. Oh my god, I think that's Brian Doyle Murray, but there's IMDb and Wikipedia only lists four actors for this movie, none of whom are that guy. Brian Doyle Murray or not, and I'm pretty sure it's Brian Doyle Murray. Why is Brian Doyle Murray in an uncorked or an uncorked movie? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so big news coming out of uncorked. Look, this actually like a Brian Doyle Murray news aside. This actually looks like a palatable movie, and you know what? I'm giving them props for like slowly pulling themselves out of the gutter. There's been a trend that's moving in the right direction. I like it. Frankly, that's all you want to see out of any, any, I mean, we joke and we like shit on things, but that's a great sign of a company yeah. that is yeah. improving yeah, is. over time. So good for you. 
And yeah, on top yeah. of that, I will say the the backwards mask thing on the back of their head as they're riding the bikes, that's like a legitimately good and creepy sure. looking scene. Sure. That's really it's all you get a, yeah. out of the trailer, but still. Sure. Looks good. And Brian Doyle Murray's in it, guys. With a goatee. Yeah, it's crazy. Jack, you talk about yours. Okay, I picked a Living Among Us. Yep. Mark, you mentioned it. This is a found footage movie, uh, ostensibly making a, what, local news like documentary piece about vampires that... Yes. I'm very curious to see how they describe because like it's just all of a sudden this suburban house is full of vampires. Well, they live there, so don't I'm they? very cu- yeah. Well, but I'm currious to know like what's the what's the reveal to like now there's vampires in the larger world. Did they did the vampires reach out and like hey by the way we're vampires? Yeah, it was Come like a rap post. AMA Emma vampire, and then they proved it, and they were like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to see how they handle that. Yeah, I don't know what the but vampires that, end like, game was here. It's not going to end well for them. Like best case scenario is you're getting like money for the test that the government's going to do on you until you die dude Best the government scenario. is already made of vampires oh god <laughs> no that's lizard people mark they, oh god <laughs> the lizard people anyway, run the government during the day when they can sun themselves because they're cold-blooded the vampires take over <laughs> at night when they can't sun themselves because there's no sun <laughs> but this looks like a like it's it's a really unique concept for one. I like the documentary found footage aspect of things. It's of like also got a cool reverse home invasion element to it as well. And the effects look pretty goddamn good from the trailer. Yeah. So I'm just all around. This and like a pretty Henry Rowengardner's in it. He's the yeah, he's the man. dad from Home Alone, right? Yes. I don't know his name by name, so I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Henry Rowengardner, rookie of the year, man. Jake, your references are very skewed. <laughs> and and re re ro ro and and gar gar ner ner. One thing the I would like to point out <clears throat> before we move along, it is a unique plot, but it is also the exact plot of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, I don't think it's are they making exact, a documentary in what think we you do can in say the shadows? Any certainty. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're making a documentary about a bunch of vampires who live together in a house. Notably, the tone is going to be very different in this movie than it was in that one. So I'll I'll allow it. Okay, well, I forgot about that one. Yeah. (laughs) Jake, you're Dark Horse. Uh, How about the Bigfoot movie? How about we go with that? Uh, Primal Rage. I'm going with that. So here's the reason why. Bigfoot movies have been, I would say, a somewhat consistent theme of late. Kind of hard to find a good one. This okay. one looks like it might be good. There are at least right. good practical effects on display in this trailer, which leads me to believe <laughs> that if they handle the reveal correctly, this could be pretty awesome. The one thing that gives me a little bit of pause and why I'm like cautiously optimistic instead of just like, I want to watch this. I think this is going to be a good Bigfoot movie is that there seems to be some like other weird like witch of the wood supernatural thing happening tangentially. And I don't know if I need all that shit. Yeah, so, there's a lot going on in this trailer. That was my concern. There's like witches and wood face yeah, yeah. masks and a Bigfoot. Right. And that's why I think this I think this one fits firmly into the Dark Horse for that reason. Otherwise, it looked like it was a well-made trailer. Like everything else about it I thought was relatively interesting. So, we'll see what happens. Maybe. Here's, okay. I Here's the problem yes, with Mark. that movie. It's not about the 1990s fighting video game where it's a monkeys, huge problem. It's hard to get over. They made a movie about that, though. No, they didn't. What yeah, they did. About? I'm pretty sure they made a movie about that. Are you talking about Rampage? Totally different movie. Totally different no, I'm franchise. Talking, I'm talking about Primal Rage. Didn't they make a movie? I don't think so. 
They made Mortal Kombat into a movie. They made should Street Fighter into should a movie. Bet? They're should making bet? Rampage into a movie. This is like, oh, here we go. Should bet. We, should, no, I should smell we bet? A bet. Do you want to bet? I don't know. I have, I'm 0 for 2 on bets. Uh, so, yeah, let's keep it going. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> So a cursory Google here reveals that the only Primal Rage movie that I'm seeing is 2018. So Mark, I think you might have finally taken one. Wait, though, you, you, you said it had bat. to be a based on. You didn't say it had to be the exact title. Well, I don't see any... I'm Googling Primal Rage movie. This is just... This is just unacceptable. How, how, do, you I, propose, I got... how do you propose we do this research? There's, there's just nothing, Jake. I'm sorry. It's gonna happen. You lose. No, I don't lose. Except your loss. I don't lose yet. Except your loss. Ah, uh, there's um, a novel. There was a bunch of stuff. <laughs> no movie though. Fuck. So, all right, suck on that. All right. Now I'll bring us back into horror movies. I have a backup dark horse pick that I would like to talk about a little bit. Uh, are we not cats? <laughs> Which, despite having a very stupid title, because no, no, we're not cats. Is this for um, real? Looks like a really interesting movie that looks real? disturbing as all fucking shit. What are you talking about? Blowing up our spot here. <laughs> Did you forget we were having a bet? Like, in the middle of the bet? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you forget. How am I, what am I, I guess I get off. I don't have a movie to watch. It's fine. <laughs> I get off. <laughs> Scarecrow that man. All right, so before we move on, Mark, what is Jake watching? Uh, yeah, this is a J-horror movie. Uh, there aren't that many of them, so I'm going to toss another one his way. Jake, you're going to watch Pulse. Okay. Oh, God. Pulse is <laughs> great. I've heard about it. You have heard Jesus. about it. Wow. Make sure you get okay. your red duct tape ready, because you're going to need it to tape over okay. your television so you can't watch it. <laughs> now, fuck you guys. I'm talking about Are We Not Cats. That's I don't. You were so, you were so excited. To talk about, are we not cats? <laughs> Look, this movie looks good. I was surprised to see you guys shit on this a little bit. Look, like, this movie I don't think has a question mark in the title, so I don't know who added that. I didn't. I mm. think it, well, the poster is a giant question mark. So oh, I assumed it? it was there. Ah, uh, it's that fucking designer dickhead. Just be, yeah. just be realistic with your <laughs> I, question mark usage, please. I don't know what's going on in the trailer of this thing. I do know it looks unsettling as fuck. Uh, it's about weird board. people. It's kind of got a vibe of uh, something about the trailer reminds me of that uh, They Look Like People movie, which I enjoyed. Uh, Okay. I'm hopeful. This seems like it'll be weirder than They Look Like People, though. I mean, that was a pretty weird movie, but I I mean, this is like more like fringe class weird, not just like weird. weird. Totally. This will be fringe status for sure. They're going to be greasing up watermelons. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. It's time to get positive. What are we most excited for in February 2018? Mark, what's your top one? Uh, layup. Winchester. Uh, look, it's it's Helen Mirren. I, I notably picked this for my top movie of 2018, but I didn't have access to the trailer at that point, or at least hadn't seen the trailer at that point. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, that. I no longer pick this. Okay. I'm uh, concerned was, about this movie. Yeah, I was very disappointed by that trailer. I, I mean, I hear you. Uh, the fact that there's like a creature reveal in there is very weird. That's not I the don't, direction well, this should be going. So there's def- yes. Well, okay. So why is it your top one, Mark? Answer that. I answer, mean, look, it's still answer. it's it's. I mean, it's there's still not Helen Mirren. A, it, 
It's a competently put together horror movie with a big budget starring Helen Mirren. It's going to be but it's watchable not what, at the very I, it's least. It's not what I want out of the Winchester story. That was just like no. ripe for a great psychological horror, and they are going to take it firmly into the supernatural just, camp. Yeah, but you're, you're just you're, the you're grading on a curve, okay? This is going to be just strip aside, strip. Strip the background aside. This is going to be a very well made movie, very well acted, probably relatively well written. It's hard to penalize it for what it could have been, and I'm with you. I hear you. It could have been like so much better. We don't know. It's not better yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. You know, true. Worst case scenario, you're just getting like a competently made ghost movie, haunted house. But we're movie. worried. Look, I don't. I don't worried. hate the pick. I don't think it's going to be terrible. I do, um, but I'm not excited. I don't think it's going to be terrible. But I hate the pick. <laughs> I'm the hero I, this myself, podcast needs whatever I picked The Lodgers which is coming out in late February it's that uh, period piece about the Irish twins thank you for pronouncing um, that because I still have no clue how you're supposed to say this The Lodgers? yeah why, is that, why? Is, why? Is, is that how you're supposed to do that? What, what would you say? I don't know I didn't understand it Are didn't look like Lodger to me It's one of the, you know when you look at certain words <laughs> <laughs> and your brain just kind of turns into spaghetti. That's what happened. It was I could not do it. Lodger did Jake's not having make nominal sense. aphasia again. <laughs> He's having a trans ischemic event. So it's people <laughs> at a lodge. Load jars, loggers. <laughs> Jesus, my brain went to loggers, but with a D. <laughs> anyway, this looks terrifying. Um, I'm a little bit worried. It's going to be really dependent on jump scares. Uh, if that's the case, it won't be very good. But I'm hopeful from the trailer that it won't be. So, and to you, this movie looks like it will be better than Winchester. Yes. I'd also right. like to just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'd also like to just call out how great a job I did at calling it, Jack. I knew this movie <laughs> was going to be just arousing the fuck out of you, full chub. Well, there you go. Ugh. You're making me uncomfortable. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do harassment. <laughs> there has to be a place for it, Mark. All right, Jake. What's your uh, what's your top one then, I Dick? Went, I went with Stillborn. Somewhat really? a known pick. Uh, I do understand because you're a hipster. No, we've heard a bit about this movie. Everything we have heard is positive. I had not seen a trailer yeah. for this, and the trailer got me very excited. Uh, I think this movie is going to be, as you said about the Lodgers, Jack, terrifying. This looks like it's going to be a creepy movie. Things with babies are weird. And if they are able to... <laughs> they are weird, Mark. If they're able so to weird. take that and weave in kind of... The the ambiguity at play here is interesting. If they're able to kind of weave in her own potential psychosis with something supernatural happening, you're going to have something that I think is at least going to be interesting to watch. And I think it could be really good. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to... Victor Crowley. I think that could have been the sexy yep. pick. Look, that's man, not the sexy pick. The Hatchet series, <laughs> the hatchet no series is delightful, and this is like the cherry on top of the Hatchet series. I almost picked it because that's a lot of fun. Uh, I will be watching that. I am very excited, but something about Stillborn just it got me. Mr. Crowley. We should also throw uh, out. I, we should also throw out the cured. Mm, yeah. Uh, mm. That's the Ellen Page one? Yeah, Ellen Page, post-zombie yeah. apocalypse, uh, but then also mid-zombie apocalypse? It's, it's hard to tell. It looks like an uh, interesting take yeah. on zombies. 
Sure. I will say about Stillborn that I enjoy, ironically, movies that the very specific kind of exposition where a character does like a Google search or goes to the library and finds a website or book dedicated entirely to the very specific symptom of haunting they're having. Totally. Totally. It's great. It's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this really boils down to babies are scary. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right. <laughs> okay. I'm not, yep. Keep Let's moving. Go. Keep it moving. Let's go to the feature presentation. Jesus Christ. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2002's Juwan, uh, which might have other titles. Full disclosure, there's like a thousand yeah, movies so with Juwan and the Grudge. This is Juwan the Grudge as opposed to Juwan the Curse as opposed to whatever. There there were many of these. There are like 13 of these things. This is the third one. <laughs> yeah. But it's the one that The one that's knows. labeled as... Either from 2002 or 2004 sometimes, it's for the, some Yeah, reason. it's the one that everyone knows. It's the J-Hor version yeah. of the one everyone knows about that. There you go. Great. There you go. But Jake, you picked this, yeah. apparently. Uh-huh. I, I did. And you know what that means. No. 30 seconds God, are on no. the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. Oh, look, this is a movie that is essentially just about a Japanese type of ghost, which is the Onryo, which is something that comes back and basically just imbues his rage all over the living. In this movie, a dude murders his wife, Kayako, and maybe their son and a cat, and this happens in a house. And for the rest of the movie, it's just people that enter the house and then that enter anywhere else that those people have entered (laughs) become cursed and systematically killed by the grudgy ghost. That's all I got. (laughs) <laughs> it's also well, Japanese and there are people painted white time okay you know what you, you, for a movie with a non-sequential plot that doesn't have any main characters and every character's name you would fail to pronounce you didn't do that badly I'll give you that ugh thanks what was the name of the ghost thing on, you said on Rio I think it's guaranteed Unreal. to be pronounced incorrectly it's got yes. like accents and yeah, yeah, there, there are, and all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff but, but that's that's like a japanese <laughs> <doubt> <laughs> ghost tale that is what yeah. this is it's just like vaguely the, related to the oni maybe i don't know enough about it i just know it's about vengeance yeah totally um not bad though most I, of I our mean, listeners will know more about japanese lore than me i guarantee that <laughs> look i forgot how because even the grudge is non-sequential. I forgot how non-sequential this thing is. I had a hard time following the plot of this I one. I mean, this, this is around. this is kind of like an anthology, but not really an anthology. It's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is that's not an anthology. Yeah, I did say no, that, Mark. No, no. You'll note you're listening. It's kind of like, but not really. It has <laughs> specific segments okay. for each of the characters uh, that just kind of shows their downfall. Yeah. So that's as good a transition as any into what the fuck subgenre of foreign is this thing? Foreign, mine, bam, no. took it. Supernatural. I heard Jake say it first. <laughs> I just fucked Supernatural. Jake already just said that, you stupid. Yeah, no, Jake oh, said foreign. Great. Though. Fuck you, Jack. Jake took foreign, I took supernatural. Jack, it's your turn. Independent. <laughs> you're such a, a douchebag. <laughs> I think this one, this this is Especially, like this. This is a haunted house, guys. Like this is as haunted as a house. This gets. is a haunted house <laughs> and a haunted hospital. 
Well, this is this is the thing. It extends. Like, it, this is almost. It, it's too bad this isn't placed in Soviet I Russia because there'd be a great like in Soviet Russia. Yeah, house exactly. On That's exactly what <laughs> it does. This house is so goddamn haunted that you're gonna take it with you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which I don't really fully understand how this doesn't immediately cause the downfall of civilization within yeah, like a week. Yeah, because anywhere you go and people are like seeing <laughs> it, really you, seems like, what is like the sightline thing? Is there a rule here? Do you have to be like in bodily contact? I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. It does it's, seem yeah, like ghosts you, all the way down. You have to go to the house, right? No, I don't. Who think dies so. not having been to the house? Who dies not having been to the house? Doesn't one of the medical guys, one of the medical examiners? The well, here's the thing: the the one uh, security guard guy he goes and gets sucked. Yes, into the he gets sucked Presumably into. He dies. dies. I'll, I'll grant you that one, but like he's just a casualty. He's like a Look, like that, a, that like alone. A, that alone. <laughs> he's a hop on collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, a hop on. You got to break some eggs, guys. You're gonna get hop ons. <laughs> you got to break some eggs. Look, this movie. I, I think we've kind of uh, have we. Just buttoned up the the subgenres. Can we move on? Yes. Yeah, it's not really about yes. the story, so I, we don't need to dissect who who okay. does die or yeah. We'll die talk about that. Exists. Yeah. So yeah. Good. How about we talk about what it does right first? All right. How about we do that? Okay. Good. Fine. Fine. What does it do right, smart guy? Oh, I get to go first. I I mean, this movie is more or less just like a vehicle that takes you from one set piece scare to another. The scares, the stage scares in this movie are phenomenal. Yes. Very, very well executed, are. well done, and effective. Mostly. That's I, I found almost all of them to be terrific and still fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I think that... I totally agree. They get better as the film goes on. The first two are honestly pretty juicy. Uh, name the first two. The, the first one being the silhouette woman like floating over the bed. Uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, the first, not over the, is it really a bed? It's where, like, the grandma is. What the fuck are they doing to this? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, my God. Um, Sachi. And then it, and then it winds up being that Rika, like, cowers in a yes. corner. And yes. then the grandma dies. And then the second one is the whole scene of uh the lady being upstairs and going insane. And then the husband comes in and he gets possessed by the cat oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. What I will uh, say so does about the that husband one, and that one does a good job of not showing you explicitly what's happening, but hinting at it. A lot happens off screen. Yeah, but I mean, I hear what you're saying, but the scare itself boils down to them zooming in on what's his name? Toshio. Toshio's mouth <laughs> as he meows. <laughs> and there's like weird industrial sounds happening in the background. Yeah, it's that scene is just wholly confusing from there's, start Why does the there, husband yeah, think his wife is cheating on her? him? Does he think she had Toshio in secret and raised him to a six-year-old and didn't... No, Jack, talking about the Jack stop. It's because he's possessed by the ghost of the dead guy who... That's why he killed Well, that Kayako. was going to be my second option if you'd let me finish. Well, go with the normal option first. Go with the correct one. The one God that's obvious. It, I don't know, man. Did you ever take a test in school and you were like, okay, I have a 50-50 shot. Let me go with the one that doesn't seem right. Well, look, just... Well, then it wouldn't be a 50-50 shot. <laughs> it would be like... <laughs> it would be. Him. Shut up. You don't know. <laughs> he has like a 95-5 shot and he goes with the 5% Jake, first. Just there, what are your chances no, of winning the lottery? You either... 50%. You either win or you don't. <laughs> 
I mean, you're right by number, but not by weight. <laughs> I'm right. Don't Jesus worry about it. Jesus Christ. Gamble. <laughs> but yeah, no, the scares are terrific. Some of the scares especially are iconic. So we, we all agree with this, right? The scares are one yes. of the high points yes. of the movie. <clears throat> favorite scare. Favorite yeah. scare. We have go. to talk about... we. Ha- oh, shower. Shower hand. Shower hand. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Mark, so where were you going? going? I was going to say, we have to talk about the bed this movie, scene. It's the best that, scene. Th- that's mine, too. This movie removes absolute. This is, okay, so this is related to scares, but I kind of pot it as its own what it does right thing. This movie systematically removes absolutely every single thing that you would find comfort and security in. It's like, this is your sanctuary. Nope, we're going to take that away. This is going to be okay. Right. No, no, it's not. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. So why don't we describe both both scares? Describe the the the, the TV scare. Well, they're next to each other. They happen. It's fucking it's gnarly. I know. Go, Mark. So the what's her name? I think that's Katsu- Katsuya, Katsuya at that point. She she comes back to her uh, condo or her apartment after seeing. I guess she sees that uh, security guard guy get pulled into the. Uh, so Katsuya room. gets it pretty she bad. Knows actually, gets going down because like the the black thing coming into the stall is the first time you see something like outside of the house too. Correct. I think so. Like she just right. oh she gets a lot of the brunt of this thing. Yeah, man. yeah, okay. she gets fucked. So she she runs home terrified, crawls into her bed, turns the TV on for comfort. The TV's playing like some nature channel thing, and there's weird like distortion on the screen that's making the eyes go all crazy yeah. and like ringish. And then you get the grudge death. The rattle. eyes go for the eyes. Yeah, and then the TV just wholly turns off, and you see like the the blankets on the bed sort of like balloon upward. Like, something is underneath them, and then she lifts up her blankets and looks underneath them, and Kayako's there, and then she gets pulled under and disappears. Sucks. So, you know, I hope you weren't planning it's on hiding exactly. in your bed, because that's not safe. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. God damn Great it. Great scare. Yeah, okay. And then the so shower the scare is the one that fucking gets me, where she's Why? enjoying a lovely shower, trying to calm the fuck down, and she's, like, washing her hair, and then there's just a hand coming out of the back of her fucking head, and she's like, oh, God. It's so Jack, good. Do you have shower? Do you have shower issues? What do you mean? Do I have deep, shower is there, issues? Or is there some deep-seated fear here? Did something happen to you in a shower? No. At some point, <laughs> many things have happened to me in a shower. But if I that's the worst thing that could happen. You reach around and there's a hand I, coming I out of the back I of your head. Know. I don't know if that's the worst thing that could happen. Ugh. Wow. You sort of did just indirectly say that the worst thing that could happen to you in the shower is involved. Well, yeah. Around. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reach around scene, not great. I sing in the shower. I sing a lot. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The scares are great. Scares Regardless are great. of what happened to me in the shower, the scares are great. What else did yes. the movie do right? I don't have anything else. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> did you watch no, this movie? I did. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, the death yeah. rattle sound effect. Uh, Super uh, iconic. Uh, That's what makes the scares so effective, though. Jake's much better at it than yeah. I am. It didn't sound exactly like they really honed it for the Americanized remake. This one, it's a lot different of a sound. Can't do it, Mark. You can't do it. It's just like whistling. It's like it's like I really whistling. can't do it. It just turns into me yeah. going like I'm, I'm 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 not okay. That's okay. We're just gonna do this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> this is the uh, episode. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Great. 
What else we got? Jake? Uh, I think that the atmosphere in this is fairly well established as well. All of this can be tied back to scares because that's the ballooning overarching category. It was potentially a little unfair of me to mention that as a big thing because now we're just dissecting it. I think that's okay, though. Uh, What do you mean the atmosphere, though? Well, Jack, let me explain. The omnipresence of it's, the it's force. It's about 75% yeah. nitrogen and about 20% yeah. oxygen. And that's just a hell of a thing, buddy. Uh, the, the house here is actually fairly oppressive, and they shoot from a lot of very interesting angles. Everything is shot from, like, really high up or really low down. So it kind of creates this odd feeling the whole time. Like, if you watch this thing, I don't know how many shots are shot just from, like, pretty straight on. Everything's at a weird Dutch. It's at a Dutch angle or it's really high, really low. All that, I think, helps create some of that foreboding atmosphere. By and large, it's a very, very quiet movie. I think that helps as well. It makes you sit on the edge of your seat, wait for what's going to happen. There's a little bit of a score here, but it's not really worth mentioning. All of that combines to make it fairly unsettling and allow those scares that we mentioned to hit you a little bit more effectively, I think. Sure. You're touching on cinematography, so I'm also going to jump in here because that was one of the things I wrote down was cinematography and also kind of just shot design, which I realize is basically a synonym. Yep. But the way that they plan everything ends up being, like, really interesting. The shot with uh, Toshio at the top of the stairs, they repeat it, I think, twice, maybe three times in the movie. Uh, Through, like, the little great Uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have this whole thing about uh, like hiding behind your hands yeah. and being trapped yeah. behind bars. Yeah. That is weird. Um, yeah. And they build that into a lot of the shots, most notably that one. And it's like a really subtle thing at the very that's kind of sprinkled throughout the and movie. And like when they have a cool- when the last person to die realizes that her death is inevitable, she starts to like raise her hands up to do that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and let's let's pause on that because I still I want to ask you guys what the fuck is going on with that. That's a thing that this does middle. But <laughs> there's also like a few interesting shots of just like they zoom out from a kitchen, and then they like it's a super long take, and then it like flies up above the stairs and like changes positions, yeah. and you see I can't remember the husband's name, but you see him moving the dead body of his wife and all this other stuff. The elevator scene where she's going up again, a long take, but then Toshio's oh, on every floor yeah. that she goes by. It's a it really is. good shot. They they, and you'll also notice there that he's like behind these like cross plane gl- glass things. Like they're hiding him behind these structures and all these. Uh, sh- I don't know. I they they clearly went through a lot of like planning. It's Scorsese. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that is that is a good point. Yeah, that is noticeable. So I guess to keep it moving, let's move into what the movie does middling because I have more this week. Time warp structure. This is. I actually think this is largely good for the movie but it is also a little bit confusing because like the third act happens like 15 years later or it's something. <laughs> so confusing <laughs> uh so so what are your thoughts does it help the movie does it hurt the movie for me it hurts the movie and now part of it's the foreign thing too with names that are that are hard for me to remember and a plot that's just it's the non-sequentialness of the of the plot does prevent me from like knowing exactly what's going on and when we're supposed to be and and that kind of stuff. So it didn't help me. Yeah. So there's like the movie straight up climaxes in like the third of five straight acts. up climax. And then all of a sudden it's, and then it's like 10 years later, <laughs> maybe just it five. I don't know, but it's, it's a number yeah. of years later. 
and then it I, that's in the I middle of the movie. I completely agree with you, and I completely agree with where you're potting this because to me, and it goes back to what I said earlier, it really, really doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I guess we can penalize it for story, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but I didn't really care. Like, all this movie is is a vehicle delivering me from one scare to another. That's it. But that's, like, not what I want from a movie. I can go watch, eh. like, good, scary scenes Look, dude, on YouTube it's, it's for Japanese that. cinema. Has it ever had to make sense? <laughs> I mean, let's watch House. I want some... <laughs> Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to make sense. Sometimes you just put it on and let it scare the shit out of you. I don't think that makes it a good movie, though. I think it's a middle, a, th- a thing that it does exactly in the middle. I think it's a thing that I can ah. kind of forget. So I nailed it, I, is what you're telling me. This category is really yeah, working great. for us. I love it, Mark. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Here's the other one. I have no idea. It's, it's, they're clearly doing this thing where they're trying to, like, strip away everything you do to save yourself from being afraid. Uh, and like turn that into how you manifest the ghost. So they do it under the bed and all this stuff. But then they'd have this thing where you like can't hide behind mm-hmm. your hands because if you look through your fingers, you summon the ghost or something. I have no idea what they're trying to do with that. Ob- like from a mu- movie viewer standpoint, they're trying to make it scary to look through your hands. But uh, yeah, I'm from not a sure narrative what it means, standpoint, yeah. I yeah, I what? think it's the recognition that the looking through that it's inevitable. And that it's not necessarily a cause and effect thing. It's just that when that, that's part of the realization that this thing's going to get you. There's nothing you can do. And then, I don't know, they, they have this, everything's behind bars when it does stuff. So you're going to be behind bars too when you get killed. Yeah, I think that, that it's, it might be something that's like slightly lost in translation. Uh, it could be a cultural thing. I don't know. A lot. All I know is this movie is about like the doom that these, these people are doomed. To this curse this grudge thing there's nothing they can do to change it and that's it and this is her realization of that and there's a lot of that in japanese cinema it's relatively bleak in that sense like there's a lot of people just like they're cursed to get fucked over and that's what's gonna happen and i yeah, think that this I, is actually just, like yeah but the rate at which this curse is multiplying is yeah is a lot. i would yeah. agree uh to me that this is just that playing out i don't fully understand it but i, I see earlier point and I also kind of like that they they never have there there isn't an arc abandoned or not. There's no arc whatsoever that they might be able to beat <laughs> this curse. That there's a way to solve it or fix no. it or get away from it. No. It's just it's coming. The whole movie is it's coming. Yep. <laughs> Which I I feel like I remember the grudge having a happier ending. I will weigh out on this again next week. Maybe that's something that changed they have for different the American endings. audience. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's a different movie. <laughs> Which is, well, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that you picked the two up against each other, actually. Typically, I would hate that, but there you go. I do a lot of things that you hate, but then they turn out being great. <laughs> it's kind of my MO. Oh, God. What does this movie do wrong? I want a fucking narrative or a character I eh? can identify with or follow throughout the whole fucking thing. This is just, here's a character, they'll be on screen for ten minutes until they die, and then we'll just jump to another character who will be on ten, screen ten minutes until they die. Yeah. I like Toyoma. He's cool. He's on screen for 10 minutes and then he dies. I don't even know if he gets 10 minutes, dude. <laughs> I don't he gets know plenty of Jesus. Time. I want plenty of I want time. a narrative or characters or something. Something cohesive. Maybe the filmmakers realized that even the presence of narrative was comforting. <laughs> and that kind of is the thing, right? The. I'm just quoting. I know, but that's that's like famously what Roger Ebert said they were trying to do, right? He he didn't like the movie, I think, and said like, 
I want a character to follow, and I understand that that's comforting to a viewer, but this movie also isn't disturbing enough to, like, be trying to grasp at any, like, thing. It's not like they've removed so much that you have to grasp a narrative. It's, it's not that disturbing. Eh. It's pretty disturbing, dude. <laughs> pretty disturbing. It's a good point, Mark. It's a very good point. Well-reasoned, too. <laughs> Uh, the, I'm going to jump on here. I, I think for Thank the, you. for the effectiveness of the scares and how much we've talked about that, there is a lot of this movie and to the point that we made earlier, how I feel like this movie does the dread thing pretty well. And the cinematography, all of that works pretty well, but this movie still feels overly long to me. And I don't know if it's an immersion thing. I don't know if it's just like relatively hard to follow because it's in another language or if it's that coupled with the overall, lack of sound and quietness that's at play here but the movie yeah, totally feels really really long it's like barely over 90 is that right but it feels yeah. like it's fucking two hours plus without credits i think it's 91 minutes and fuck it feels long yeah i'm not really sure what yeah. all is to blame i think it's a mixture of those elements like i was saying but it 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 drags a bit for me totally man fuck uh kind of going along with that and like the immersiveness of it I this I might be totally wrong about this. I'm taking a stab here. I think this is terribly acted. I think I can see the bad acting through the subtitles and the culture barrier and the language barrier. I That's think this aggressive. is terribly acted. Um, like, especially in the scenes before the, the first family that's in there gets killed and she's reminding him that her sister's coming, coming into town and he, what, it's Friday already? And she says, get your stuff together. It just, it seems so forced. It's, I can't shit on the dialogue because I don't know what the actual dialogue was, but it seems like terrible acting. The fact that you're shitting on Japanese acting is just appalling to me. Well, what can I say? I think I know about acting. No, oh, should we do a lightning yep. round? No, it's all bad. Nope, we're doing a lightning round. <laughs> okay, you want to do a lightning round? It'll be a short one. <laughs> nope, here we go. Lightning round. You ready for this? Uh, Megumi Okina. I don't know who he plays. Good. Or Next not. one. Next one. <laughs> That's Rika. <laughs> Masaki Ito. Who? Next one. Okay, I don't know who any of these Next, Next one. Misa Uehara. Mark... <laughs> Yui Ichikawa. Bad. Kanji Tsuda. Terrible. Kayoka. Ka this is, yeah, this is okay. by Kayo far. There is also a person okay. in this name. The lightning round has ended. This is by far the most racist <laughs> thing we've ever done. Well, <laughs> Yukako Kukuri. Kukuri. I, look, I think it's poorly acted. I kind of like the detective guy and his daughter. That arc, I think, is the best acted arc of the film. And the rest of it just is shit. The students one? <clears throat> yeah. Izumi? Uh, yeah. Izumi. That's the one that's randomly yeah. ten years yeah. later? Five years um, later? Okay, here's another thing. I, I have a problem with the movie. And it goes back to that son, who's not only a terrible actor, but his character is just... Uh, what are they doing to his mother or his stepmother? He's just letting her like live in a room that's just shit stained all over the place and nobody gives a shit. Well, you pretty clearly see that the shit stain thing happens later. This is this is a result of the weird like time structure. So everything's happy schmappy. She is of declining health. So she lives on the first without a floor bed. They don't give her room. a bed. 
And when he gets possessed, like, there's no one left to care for her because he already killed his wife or whatever, and he scares the sister away. So then she's just kind of left there alone. And then you're now at the beginning of the movie when the nurse, Rika, comes in and finds her okay. like that. So it, yes. it, is it a cultural thing that would be traditional to just have your mother-in-law here? You can stay on this wood-floored room. Here's a partial mat. And that's the... That's yes. the mother-in-law. <laughs> that's the entirety of the the stuff they give her is one mat. Uh, yeah, actually, as far as I'm aware, that is a relatively. And I kind of thought that too until they had a normal bed, or what I perceive to be a normal bed. But hmm. well, Grandma's member of the old guard, you know, she likes the things traditional. I don't like the way they treat this woman. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's, that's probably, probably fair. quite fair. She does die. They do move her into a yeah, haunted house. Not, not, so. not a great start. Jesus. All right. Mark, what do you think the movie does uh, wrong? I'll, I got next. The visual design of the ghosts does not age well. Woof. That first one especially with the, like, specter floating above the bed. That's like... Oh, yeah. That's, that's a separate different. thing. The random black mist that really CG doesn't hold up. is... is Mark's, Mark's talking about I mean, the like, dipped in powdered sugar people. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, blue powdered sugar. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, yeah, they just get yeah. powder caked with like. Apparently, blue that shit paint. took two hours to apply, which is baffling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go into like an oh, air yeah. shower, <laughs> throw in some powder, yeah, and call fine. it good. <laughs> Ready to go? We got you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, eventually the movie kind of settles into its own rhythm, and like I said earlier, the scares get progressively better. But honestly, the shock of seeing those first two, one with the CG and the other one with just a blue kid yeah. with some yeah. nasty teeth. I was I was underwhelmed. Uh, not anticipating high scores coming out of this one in the first Yeah, yeah. Under, so. underwhelming. And the, C- the CG one is especially offensive because they just like... CG added a black splotch into the room, vaguely person-shaped, but then either added or left the hair in from the part they removed, so it's like real hair floating on top of a black CG blob. It looks bad. It does, but it looks bad same in an interesting the, uh, way. Like, I still want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, except the bathroom scene later also has some pretty terrible CG in it, and that looks... But in bad. but interesting. I don't want but to it's look at still that. scary somehow. To me, to me. Eh, I don't know if that one. The the one in the bathroom is scary. The one oh, yeah, where she's watching the videotapes yeah. of what's happening outside yeah, is not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested. We're gonna have to like this will be a I don't know, an interesting experiment with next week having watched the American remake. I am I was pleasantly surprised, obviously, with what the movie did right being scary but i'm remember everything i'm remembering of what the grudge is is a horror thing is from that american version and i think that's probably going to be something that you see it's been so long since i've seen it it ratcheting up so i'm expecting the scares to be even more effective effective effectful wow effective so yeah i remember there being a lot more gore in that one day two yeah i agree with that so it'll be interesting um, so actually, we we did skip over Ooh. this earlier. Do, have you guys seen this before? I have not. I'm no, I had seen it before. One. I had not seen it cover to cover. I had seen like the I had seen clips, like scare clips, which have actually, you know what? I had seen it. I'd seen it. I'd seen the scare clips. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the movie is. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you pull up a scare clips thing on YouTube and it's just uh, like well, 
Yeah, Mark. Yes, actually. That'd be a way more effective way to watch this movie. Gotcha. It'd take like 10 minutes. Holy shit, it'd be great. Ah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Do they cut out the weird industrial sounds happening in the background of the guy being possessed by the guy? Uh, <laughs> That's what I need to know. I don't know. So this is one I watched when I was like really getting into horror. You know, you'd seen The Grudge and The Ring, and then and then you got to see Ring Yu, and you got to see uh, Juwan. <laughs> you got to see what's this, this movie is like called? that that high school movie. You know, with that that high school era. So high school high musical? school musical. That's the movie I watched. That's this movie, right? That's what yep. I watched this week. Yes, yes, it is. They basically do the same things, right? <clears throat> yeah. Ah. Uh, you know, it's all about adversity and being exactly. bullied. Did and Zac stuff. Efron get shirtless in High School Musical? I, I'm picturing him shirtless. No, he got shirtless in The Grudge. Oh, that's what it is. Idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, Baywatch. <laughs> Any nits? Uh, <gasps> <laughs> nitpick station. Um. Oh, wow. I don't know if I have any nitpicks, but I have some things I didn't know where else to talk about. I'd like to just point out that Mark must have been holding that train whistle the entire episode because he wasted yeah. no time. <laughs> I got a hold. He's on been to ready man. to go. He got a hold on to something. <laughs> God knows it isn't hope. Okay, what does this, All right. what does this do nitpick wise? <laughs> okay, probably not a nitpick. Okay, uh, definitely preface. not a nitpick. Great, in the nitpick segment, probably not a nitpick. Look, guys. I don't know that I have any nitpicks, but I didn't know where else to put these. One. But I want to talk about them. It might be a not pick. Uh, I was quoting Sonny the entire movie because in one of the first scenes, there's a cat hiding in a wall. Yeah, it'll pop. It'll that's <laughs> flatten itself out. Go right through one of your wall seams. That's hard to deal with. That's that's hard to move past. So mm-hmm. That's something you know not great about the movie. I don't know about that. Okay, this one. As a cat owner, I will just simply remark on how easy it is to accidentally lock your cat in a Fuck closet. Fuck cats. You should just keep them in there. Happens all the time. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll survive. They just get louder and yeah. louder until you let them out. Okay, well, there's a couple of things happening with this next one. There's there's the culture barrier and there's a gender barrier issue, too. I'm talking about when she's in the stall, uh, talking on the phone. I- I've never been in the stall of a women's restroom. I don't know how normal it is for a Good. woman to be talking on the phone at full volume in the stall next to you. I can tell you that would seem very strange to me in a men's room, and it's happened once to me, and it was the weirdest thing I think that's ever happened to me. And then, so, weird that she's talking on the phone in the stall. Weird that the person in the stall next to her, I know it's not a person, but she thinks it is at that point. Weird the reaction would be to thump on the wall of the stall two times, not say anything. And triple weird that her reaction to the weird reaction of thumping on the wall of the stall would be, I just got, I hung up now, it's done. It's so, all in all, such a weird interaction. So your nitpick (laughs) is bathroom etiquette. Yes. Okay. Just to clarify. Like, I mean, that's fair. Those are real things. Look, I can tell you when somebody was talking at full volume on the uh, phone, in the stall next to me, I flushed the toilet as much as I could and said, oh boy, just to really let the person he was having a conversation know that he was in the bathroom. Um, Who does number two work for? (laughs) Exactly. I pulled an Austin Powers. Um, But I wouldn't have thumped on the wall, and if I had thumped on the wall, I would hope his reaction wouldn't have been, okay, I'm done, but would have been like, why the fuck are you thumping on the wall? What... It's all very strange. Look, it's all very strange. I mean, you just gotta hope that the that the place doesn't have a glory hole if you're thumping on the wall. <laughs> oh God, I hadn't even considered that. Jack, you also have a notable story uh, of 
going into a porta potty at a uh, music festival that we attend, and the person next to you is just straight up watching Friends on their phone. Yeah, watching the Thanksgiving episode with Brad Pitt and Friends <laughs> for like, I mean, I stayed in that to- porta potty for like eight minutes just to see if this person was just in there watching an episode of Friends, and they were. What the fuck? <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta watch friends. I guess. You know? There's we no have, way to do that other than go to uh, a music festival porta potty. <laughs> you gotta scratch hey, that itch. That's a hey good guys, episode. We've too. gone all the way off the rails. <laughs> so to bring it back, do we have any other nits to pick? Yeah, in the background of the police station, there's a picture on the wall in a frame. It's a pencil drawing of a hand holding a grenade. Uh-huh. And there's a red X through it, but the X extends beyond the dimensions of the drawing and onto the frame. Nobody remarks on that. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's somebody spray paint. Somebody took a picture, a framed pencil drawing of a hand holding a grenade and spray painted, but it's not spray paint. A red X on it, and I need to know what the fuck that thing is. Look, Jack. It's a commentary about militarism in our world and how we can we can deconstruct it as much as we want in art, but it has to extend beyond the world of art and come out of the frame in order for us to actually act on it and make a change. Christ, you sound like is, Tom Jack. Morello. That's it's a, an that's allegory. A, you sound like Tom Morello, and I won't have it. It's an allegory. I. It is a literal <laughs> allegory. I have no other nitpicks. I don't. I got some. Go ahead. Last act. Did Mariko cross the police tape to get into the haunted oh. house? Seems like it. So I'm I have no idea what anyone's Doesn't name matter. is there, but girl yep. girl A, I think it's Rika, gets the phone call from her friend who's like, "Hey, I'm in this house visiting somebody, and it's weird here. What's going on?" And then she hears the death rattle, so she knows she's in the actual house. And then she goes to the house to like get her friend out of there because she knows what's up. And it's, like, covered in police tape. So my question is, did her friend just, like, stumble ass-backwards through some police tape being like, well, I gotta make this delivery, I don't know what's... Well, I better just... She's going to punch check on a student. In. Oh, yeah, 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 she's going to visit yeah. Toshio. That's she's not right. going to make a delivery. <laughs> yeah, she kind of is. I, can't, I, could, I honestly couldn't remember what she did. But, yeah, so you show up at this place where you're, you know, troubled... She's delivering is, safety to and Toshio, it's surrounded by Jack. I was thinking. I think. I think. I got confused with the timeline on this one. I thought maybe it was earlier, or like enough later. What I'm saying is, she definitely crossed some police tape in order to get into this house, and it's her own damn yeah. fault. Ooh, I get a fantasy point for this movie. There hasn't been a boy named Toshio here in six years, I, dude, dude. That's no Toshio's still there, man. Everybody meets Toshio. <laughs> yeah, but they say that. No one says that. The Who police that? officer, after he finds the, the... the She says, I met a boy named Toshio. He looked like this. And then he finds the picture of Toshio and said he's been missing for five years. Hey, Jack, I have a question. All right, fair. What? How was his acting? Uh, Toshio's the best actor in this movie. Okay. He does I, cat I noises. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I'm done. I'm done here. Uh, by the way, Toshio played by Yuya Ozeki. Thank here. you. Let's go to ratings. No, let's not. One more thing. Real estate question. According to... So, in the the fourth segment, Azuma or Azumi, whatever her name is, there's... Like, this thing has apparently been happening for at least five years. Like, since she was a child, this thing took her dad. And her dad had already quit the force because he was on the investigation team the first time and then it went south. 
at what point does this like become a, a spree? You know, like, don't you have to disclose this shit when you're selling a house that like the last 45 people who have lived in this house, <laughs> everyone who's looked at it, the mail carrier has died. Like every single person is dead. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, like no one seems to recognize the fact that this thing is just like slowly killing everyone in the city. <laughs> I don't know. No? Okay, cool. That was a fun nitpick. I'm glad we did it. Was that a nitpick? Yeah, I feel like... Japanese point, real like... estate disclosure laws? <laughs> yes. That's as nitty a pick as you can get, man. <laughs> well, it would have been a like nitpick a if you knew point, it didn't comply with them. Done. You just have no idea. Also, the guy never actually burned the house down, so the next person inside there is just going to be like, well, this place smells like gasoline. <laughs> and there's also two large tanks of gasoline on the table. And there's also, like, a sh- pile of dead bodies. Okay. Let's sell let's this house. Let's go to fucking ratings. Is let's what's do. Let's list this on Redfin. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of a John Ashcroft would rate restraining the eagles and not letting them soar. Let the eagles soar. She's never sworn before. And for 10, think of how you'd rate Bob's level of hypochondria. I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, fever blisters, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, blurred vision, involuntary trembling, dead hands. Numb lips, fingernail sensitivity, pelvic discomfort. Story's first category to rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Why don't you rate uh, the thing for story? Three and a half question mark. <laughs> I'm giving it some upward tilt because I have to think that I'm just too stupid to pick up everything it's putting down here. There, look, I've said in this episode, I don't think the story really matters. It's just getting you from a scare to another scare to another scare. Uh, I, there's not a, technically there's a story. There is some stuff that has to do with Japanese folklore here. Wow. Probably something that is lost on me as a stupid person, but it's not going to be great. So three and a half question mark. Look, I, I completely agree. I gave it a three. Um, it, I wow. don't, we don't Mark. You're the one complaining about, we don't know the rules of the malevolent spirit. It's so, I have never. I did not say those okay. words. No, you said Maleficent like an idiot because you don't know words. Um, I definitely didn't say <laughs> Maleficent. I think you'll find you did. Um, it's just there's there isn't a story. There there is a. No, there is. Uh, a quoting, house and people quoting, that go there. Not die. me from a completely different episode. Yeah. Well. Okay. Stop breaking what'd down you, my hilarious joke. What'd you give it? What'd you give it? <laughs> I, I, I gave it a, a seven. Question mark. What? You gave this a seven. Fucking timeout, yeah. Scarecrow. I'm gonna find other movies you've given less than a seven to. Oh my god, you gave okay, okay. Time you back gave in. A five to Mark, Monkey Shines. Mark, you gave a three, Jake. Did you say to the last shift for yeah. story? Yeah. You gave and yep. you gave this a seven. Explain yep. yourself. Well, the last shift, like, really doesn't have... Oh, my God! Okay, let me start by saying this. Let me start by saying this. 
I disagree with you guys quite a bit, actually, on this one just being a vehicle from Scare Scare. Last Shift is about a cop sitting alone in a precinct that's about to be shut down, and things happen. That's it. The, the, the story in that is that there was a crazy guy who was killed a while back. I think he killed her dad or something, yes. if I remember correctly, and that's all there is. The that's story of this is. is a guy killed just his ghosts. family a while back. And now there are yeah. malevolent and then, ghosts. And that's They're not even, that's, that's the setup, fueled. that's the precursor. This crosstalk's really fun yeah, for I'm our sure listener. Yeah, sure it is. The, that's just the precursor. Like, this is a, actually about three or four different people who are interacting, interweaving with this story. You see, I maybe I'm a sucker for, like, the time warp thing. There's a lot of story here about, like, these people's lives and how they're disrupted Mark, by you gave it, a three? And how they're delivering the ghost as, like, to all of these other people in You gave lives. a three score for the Halloween story. And you've given this a seven. That's because that the that's because that story is just there are people. Michael Myers. Like that's what I this feel, movie is. I feel like you're giving there this are a people. seven. You're like, oh, there's some shit happening that I probably don't understand. Seven. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this with you. I right gave now. it. A, okay, let the record show. I gave it a seven. Question mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. This <laughs> okay. is. I I I am honestly surprised that you guys are so low on this. This has a solid. Hey, he gave story. a one for story to We Are Still Here. He gave a two to John Dies at the end. That movie fucking sucks. Yeah, that whatever. I stand by that. That movie can can die. die. Mark. You are incomprehensibly stupid. I cannot deal with this. World building and immersion. Jake, what is your world building and immersion score? This is an interesting one. Uh, I think... I think I'm giving it a little bit more credit for its world build world building than the immersion factor that I was able to feel throughout the movie. I'm giving this a four. It's not very high because I felt more or less Mark's going to give this a nine, isn't he? Or a 10. Yeah. He's going to give it something. I felt more or less distant from this movie as it unfolded. I think that could have a little bit to do with the time warp. I think that has probably a decent amount to do with the language gap, the culture gap. That's probably at play here. There's a lot happening that granted is probably missed on me, but I'm not going to be that immersed in a film to begin with that. I have to read subtitles for. I've I've been known but, to do this. But it goes the other way sometimes, too. If it's a really good movie, then you have to be engrossed because you're staring at the screen the whole time. But you're still not as immersed as if you were engrossed in a movie that you didn't have to go through the process mm. of reading. You can be. Mm, no. <laughs> you're aware that you're watching a movie because you're reading it. You're actively taking yourself Look, out of something. I don't want to argue with you. I experience. gave it a four too for the same reasons. It's okay. not that immersive a movie and they don't really build a world. There's just a house I, that I, goes I, I kind of disagree with the world thing. I think that the world they build is really <laughs> surreal and <laughs> They totally build a world. You guys are I'm not an idiot. Idiots. I said I gave it more points for world building than immersion. It's like wholly unimmersive, but it's the world it builds is okay. I didn't get really get to that. It's really surreal and interesting and odd, but the oddness almost starts to take away from that immersion I feel as well. Well, I gave it a four, Mark. Okay. I gave it a yeah, seven. Yeah, you did. You... This is one of the movies I I legit forgot I was reading subtitles when I was watching this movie. That's baffling. I, now, let me say this. I do think that the fir- it's hard to get into because those first two scares are pretty rough. There are 
like there are intermittent scenes that kind of keep mm-hmm. you in it. But if the first thing you see in this movie is the weird CG thing over the grandma, then yeah, you're going to be taken out a little bit. But frankly, if you're along for the ride for this whole thing, like extremely immersive. No. I thought the I thought the world of the house was really well realized. Yes. And to get back to Jack's point earlier, this may be poorly acted, but actually in a way, it's shielded by the fact that I can't understand them. I'm just reading the dialogue. <laughs> uh, see, I took that as it's so poorly acted that even through that assumption I usually have with foreign films, I think it's poorly acted. Uh yeah, maybe. I don't I have no way of reading that. Correct. So I, I thought it was fine. The the scene the uh, act with the high school students is a little high pitched, <laughs> uh, but honestly, the rest of them are high pitched. Sounds perfect. Oof. Okay. Uh, scare factor, Jake. What's yeah. your scare factor score? I'm gonna give it. Go ahead and give it a three again. Uh, you're an yeah. Uh, Mark had the, hit the nail on the head. I'm giving this a three for scare factor as well. I'm giving I this an eight. Uh, yeah. This movie. Look, we've said it. I I feel very much when I watched this movie, when I watched in the past this movie, like I was being delivered from scare to scare to scare. The demise of this character to this character to this character. And I thought that for the most part, outside of the ones that Mark just mentioned where they were a little bit rough to get going, the movie removes your safety nets and makes you feel totally helpless. And it does so in a really interesting way. So it's scary. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I gave it a six. And I agree with what you said. But that removal of safety but. nets is much more effective when there's characters you're invested in that you identify with that you put yourself in the shoes of. And this that movie would have has given it like none the 10. of that. Okay. This movie has none of that. So the scenes, while scary and while conceptually remove your resources, don't feel like they yeah. do. So it's I agree that point. the scenes are individually course. very scary, but the lack yeah. of like identifiable characters that you follow throughout the whole thing really removes some of the potential here. It is scary. Some of the scenes are as scary as scenes can be close to, but it's, it's, it's limited. So it's the same reasons, but two point differential. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Eight. This movie is very spooky. Okay. That's it. (laughs) You guys have already talked. This is a scary movie. All right. Like whatever. Effects or judicious lack thereof, Jake. Yeah. uh, Kind of a tale of two different effects scores. I think that, the practical effects we, we kind of mentioned on some of these characters leave a little bit to be desired. The blue powdered sugar thing doesn't look super great. If you really focus on it, it kind of takes you out of it too, because it's a bit silly looking. Uh, the CG black thing. Also, if you start focusing on that, it's, it's, it's bad, but at the same time, the cinematography, the way, that I think set design is the only way to pot it. Uh, the house is constructed. All of that is done in a very believable and with attention to detail way. So I think that, you know, ultimately those play together pretty well, kind of cross each other off. I'm going to give this a six and a half. Interesting. I gave it a four. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think the only things it does particularly well are, and, and it's hard here not to double credit it, in scare factor and in effects because the scare factor works because the effects work to the extent they work. But looking mm-hmm. at the effects individually, I just don't think it's doing anything great. I think the Ooh. effects it has Ooh. look at best. Okay. That reminded me, I forgot like the biggest effect from this movie, which it does do great. The one thing it truly does great is that the, the, the death rattle is an, that's an, an enduring 
and it's great iconic thing for horror. Yeah, yeah. totally iconic. Seven. That's, wow. Okay. Well, I still give it a four. I think okay. the the rest of the effects look at best okay, yeah. and at worst really really bad. Like you said, bad. So, bad. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a four. Look a little lower um, budget. And I'm, I'm maybe counting it down a little bit, trying not to double credit it for scare factor and effects, but four. Mark? I gave it a four and a half. Um, yeah, you guys I, have already touched on most of what this movie does right and what it does wrong. Uh, the other thing I'll say, though, is just in general, sort of the set design aspect of effects is like the evolution of the house over time is really interesting to watch yes but you can't even Um, watch that because it like bounces around in time so you don't get the effect of its evolution yeah i think this is did you guys really honestly not follow the the no you can story they don't tell it chronologically but like i didn't really find it to be that it's not as bad as jack's making it out to be i think that this could be benefited by multiple viewings though yeah i agree it's it's a little primer esque. Sure. Granted, primer is incomprehensible, <laughs> but all right. Uh, which is going to lead us into our uh, final category: the overall score. Jake, what are you going to give this for an overall score? Yeah, a bit of a tilt up. Uh, I'm going with a six and a half here. This is a movie that you Ooh. should see. It is a classic. It obviously spurred along an American remake that became even more popular and kind of overshadowed it, but. This is a movie that gets the horror part of horror really right, and I think that it makes up for some of its other shortcomings. Uh, if you're really looking to just sit down and get a horror movie, this does that in spades. So, Okay, I, I mean, I think I'm giving it a tilt up as well. I'm giving it a five, though. I, I didn't enjoy watching that movie this time around all that much. I don't even really remember enjoying it watching it the first time around. I like, you know, whatever. I liked, I think I was, whatever, shitty hipster teenager I like it because it's Japanese and foreign and all that stuff, but I don't enjoy this movie that much. It is iconic and does some things really right, but enjoy. Eh, I don't love it. So five, mm-hmm. and that's a tilt up. Mark, uh, I gave it a six and a half. I don't feel like I'm tilting this really in either direction. I haven't done the math on what my score actually winds up being, but uh, this is just a classic, and I don't know if it's aged exceptionally well. That's kind of yeah. how I'm looking at it. Um, just generally overall visual effects aren't, aren't exceptional. Um, it still delivers a really solid yeah, punch though, you know? Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, frankly, just watching that scene in the bed with Fuck the TV on, uh, is, yeah, that's a world ruiner for someone who like hasn't been initiated yep. yet. All right. That's one of the truly iconic So why don't you two gang up on me and tell me why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies then, having given the collective highest score? Jake? I think the main reason why you'd want to do this with your buddies is, frankly, to deaden the impact a little bit. Look, I'm having a hard time because, to me, this is a movie that you should... Look, Mark, I'm fucking throwing in the towel here, bud. This is a movie you should watch (laughs) by yourself, so it's hard for me to make... A an argument on the other side of it, I I really can't. I really can't. I really can't. Mark, you want to do something? I to save your fucking you. team over there. Jesus, yeah. right yeah, under I'll, the bus. I'll concede that it's well. I'll concede that it's always kind of difficult to to argue for the movies that have subtitles. So that aside, this is a, like one of the truly scary movies that you'll be able to sit down and watch with your buddies. 
And frankly, there's not a whole lot more entertaining than seeing someone like squeal next to you as a result of seeing like some jump scare or, you know, the guy carrying his wife around the the ceiling of the, not the ceiling, the upper floor of the apartment or even the scenes in the attic are like super intense. Um, I mean, there's, Look, if you're looking for a horror movie to watch with your buddies, this thing's jam-packed with horror. I mean, you did better than you, Jake. I I, I jumped ship. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll be the hero this podcast needs to say why well, you should not get drunk and watch this with your buddies. I want to do that uh, with pr- you. Mark, Mark, you hit on the uh, the primary aspect of it. This this suffers from something many uh, foreign horror films suffer from, or, or foreign films with the subtitles. Uh, it's hard to get into. It's hard to pay attention to with a room full of rowdy people, especially if they've been drinking. This one, yeah, but this is that's such a but this one doubles this. the fuck like, down on that by being baffling to watch if you're alone, paying all the way attention to it with a timeline that doesn't make any sense and no character to glom onto. <laughs> so it's Jack. Jack really wanted a character. Yeah, I wanted a relatable character that's on screen for more than ten didn't minutes. Bother me. Toyoma is totally oh a relatable character. He's a Jack's cop just saying. Sucked Jack's back just in, saying man. he wanted an American film. You're so no. individualistic, Jack. <clears throat> Jesus. So, all of the scares lose efficacy when you aren't that invest- engrossed in a movie, which you won't be because of the nature of this one. So, the jump scares that are there, while good, are... It's like putting on a bunch of YouTube clips for your friends and saying, Hey, watch this. Isn't that scary? No, it isn't. They know what's coming. They won't be... They're not sucked in. I, they won't be that scared. Yeah, I think it loses... I think That's it loses it. a lot of the punch that it needs. When you start watching it with people, I just and I with that concession, I'm going to declare victory. Jake, why don't you get us the fuck out of here? Yeah, this is not fair. He's a <laughs> traitor. <laughs> I do the right thing regardless, Mark. This has been this is why you're this is why you're watching. Pulse. Okay, this has been episode 74 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. You can find us over at Twitter or Facebook. Those links will be down there in the description below. If you like the podcast and you want to help us out, go ahead, give it a like, a rating, a review on your podcasting app of choice. It's really not that hard. Trust me. As always, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. That is Super Bear spelled Super Bear, but with the B-A-R-E instead of a B-E-A-R. I'm still workshopping that one a bit, guys. (laughs) Eh. Next week, we are going to be reviewing, as we mentioned, the American remake question mark of this movie we're checking out the grudge until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some more movies have a great week everybody that is the premium kush honey man you've been listening to the phantom podcast network on downrightcreepy.com Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. <laughs>